Do you have a favourite classic Christmas carol? I do like the Pogues, and I do like, I mean... I mean, like I'm thinking more churchy. Yeah. I'll tell you mine. Mine is Once in Royal David City, mm. and I want the Cambridge Boys Choir singing it, and I yeah. want... I want the bo- I want a I want a castrati. I want a twenty-one-year-old man that had his testicles removed when he was a boy. Yeah, never went through puberty, and he got that pure tone <laughs> that I need. And he goes once in royal day. Oh, that's pretty good. City. <clears throat> so I had a little bit of. You should do <clears throat> in post. You should just kind of multiply your voice so it sounds like a chorus. I'll do it with you. What we'll do, John, we'll do it in a comfortable key and I'll just up it in post. So for everybody out there, have you got the lyrics in front of you, John? Yeah. I'm just going to make sure that we can get the highest bit, which is Mary. So for me, let's say that's Mary was. Can you sort of. Mary was the mother of I'm going to pitch this up in post, but this is the comfortable bit that me and John can reach. So here's a little treat for you this is John. This is the Don't Praise the Machine Choir once in Royal David City. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and Merry Christmas to all of you. We're coming to you live now from Christchurch Cathedral in Cambridge, uh, where the Don't Praise the Machine Boys Choir is going to sing for us once in Royal David City. And welcome to this week's episode of Don't Praise the Machine. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's episode number 40. Woo, 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 woo. Can you believe it? Woo. How has it happened? Huge. And it's a special episode because it's our Christmas episode. It's our end of year, wrap it all up in a parcel with a pretty bit of string and put it pop it into the pod cannon and fire out the podcast into the world for all of you don't praises to enjoy between Christmas Day, December 25, 2021. Christmas to me Christmas to me means it, it's always meant recording the 40th episode of a podcast, but this is <laughs> the first time that it's been this particular podcast, so it's exciting for me. I've... <laughs> <laughs> Your history of being on all of those other podcasts. Mm. Remember when you used to be on the Ricky Gervais podcast? <laughs> yeah, exactly. With Stephen. It was Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant, and you were the one they always bullied, John Maloney. 
A fuckwit abroad, it was called. Yeah, the fuckwit abroad. <laughs> <laughs> a worthless fuckwit abroad. It was pretty abrasive. Um, but uh, but I think, you know, everybody knows uh, a turkey and some schblags. <laughs> I can't remember how those how it goes. I think it goes, everybody F- knows. Not in- a turkey and some mistletoe. Chestnuts. Splugnuts. Splugnuts roasting on an open fire. Splugnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Splug nipping at your nose. <laughs> so, welcome to Don't Praise the Machine, episode number 40. This is the Christmas and end of year special. We're going to release this on the 25th, on Christmas Day, mm. and the hope is that people will download and listen to it uh, between, I guess, now and the New Year's period. But also, we're going to take a little break because both me and John are away for Christmas and New Year's. Mm. Well, John's John's on a little Singaporean holiday mm. at the start of 2022. Yeah. And so... So there obviously won't be one on the 28th because we're releasing this now on the 25th. There won't be one on the 4th, but there's going to be a one that's really ready to go on the 11th. On the 11th. Coming in hot on January 11th. How things will have changed by then? I just want to reassure people too that just because there's not new episodes coming out, it doesn't mean that the Don't Praise the Machine community isn't there to support you. You can go yeah. on the Instagram page. Uh, That's true. You can meet make, some of the community. You can meet the community. Um, you know, we're all part of a big family and Christmas is when family comes together. And I want to imagine you, Boxing Day, maybe a tray of mince pies balanced on your swollen gut and just taken in <laughs> the Christmas special and then maybe 27th to the 31st. Those kind of that lost week of the year, uh, use that to go through some of the episodes that you might not have heard in a while, or maybe yeah, you have, maybe you've missed one or two in the forty episodes. Go and have a listen. I want to give a shout out to my friend Abby, who is currently quarantined somewhere in the United Arab Emirates because mm. she got COVID, and although I was not so happy to hear that she got COVID. I was very happy to hear that she'd never listened to the podcast. Mm. So she listened to 19 episodes in a day, which <laughs> wow. uh, was great for our great for our numbers. And we had yeah. a massive spike. We had a massive Emirati spike, which was always <laughs> my boyhood dream, was <laughs> yeah. one of those oil-rich nations to become real big Don't Praise the Machine fans. So a shout-out to Abby, who uh, just... At when, I mean, that's that's got to be a binge record. I don't know. Look, if if you've listened to more than 19 mm. Don't Praise the Machine episodes in a day, then let us know. What's that? I mean, they they vary a bit in length, but assuming that- They're essentially- they're, They were 20 minutes yeah. for the longest time. So, let's let's say they're all 20 minutes that she's listened to. Yeah. That's three 380 minutes or 6.3 at 3 hours which is pretty it's a pretty good stint that's great that's longer than yeah that's probably not quite as long as al and i have ever talked in real time but it's certainly a mammoth <laughs> discussion 
Yeah. Yeah, sitting through us talking for six and a half hours. Mm, uh, not many people have had the pleasure in the real world. No, it would just be like you and me talking and not, in, not allowing anybody else to talk <laughs> exactly. uh, for six and a half hours. <laughs> and I also, before I forget, I was going to put this at the end of the show, but I've remembered now. Yeah. I want to give a big shout out to my former running buddy, Adrian, who is a massive Don't Praise the Machine fan. Oh. And my sister, Isabel... I had a chat to her yesterday. They mm-hmm. were all at a big wedding over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Eleni. Shout out to Eleni who got married. And Isabel said, give that Adrian a shout out. And mm. I was running all along the banks of the Torrens with Adrian last year. Mm. And he's a big don't praise her. So and, he, and he actually sent me a lovely message this morning asking me what the songs were that I was uh, listening to and reaching out to the artists of yeah. on uh, Instagram. So I made a little I wanted uh, that myself. I made a little playlist. Um, while we're on the subject, I wanted to give a shout out to my friends Nicole and Stu. Nicole has been uh, stuck in Tasmania for most of the year um, oh. during lockdowns, and she makes. The- <laughs> we're going to say they're going to say for most of her life. Yeah, for most of her, her life, she was. She's one of the rare uh, emigres that are still being sent occasionally from England to work at the labour camp at Port Arthur. Um, and, uh, no, she's she's a doctor and every couple of weeks, I think, she goes up to uh, from Hobart to Launceston and she told me that she, the, the, the podcast keeps her company on the way, which is lovely. Oh, beautiful. And uh, lifts her spirits. So shout out to Nicole. And her lovely husband, Stu. Big up, Nicole and Stu. This is what other podcasts call housekeeping. Mm. Sam Harris's podcasts always go, Welcome to the Making Sense Podcast. This is Sam Harris. Okay, well, (laughs) just a little bit of housekeeping this week. (laughs) So, yeah, so I guess this is our Christmas episode. it's It's a good chance to reflect, isn't it? We've had, obviously... We've had some trends throughout the life of the show. We had my addiction to Cameo and its affiliate products. Uh, we had the th- we invented thread throughs. Oh yeah, your thread throughs a big hit. Yeah. People want them back at some point. We delved into a lot of um, fast food experiences and fast food lore. We were discussing last week that anthropomorphic mascots. Uh, have become yeah. a recurrent theme. Yeah, because of the slip, slop, slap. Got to be a galata suck tar. Got to be a galata suck. I wanted to say to you, did you, I actually looked up um, after last week, because I knew they'd added slide to slip, mm. slop, slap. They mm. added sunglasses. Did you know, John, that they've added a fifth in the time since wow. we were getting the message? And I'll tell you what it is, and then you can try and guess what it is. So now it is... Slip, slop, slap, slide, seek. Oh, seek. Uh, seek some seek shade. Very well done. I mm. didn't guess that, but you're spot on. I mean, that's just- Got to seek shade. That's just capitulating, isn't it? It's like, actually, just don't even go into the sun. Th- this is the thing. It, defe- it defeats the purpose of the first four. Mm. Like, you don't need any of the first four. Mm. Slip, slop, slap, slide- you don't yeah. need them if you're just going to seek. Yeah. It could just be seek. Just be like seek. Yeah. Just a, there's a message that says, that where an animated character literally just says, hey, kids, 
do not go outside during the day. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking that instead of slip, slop, slap, slide, seek, it should just, but in the next 10 years, it'll just be don't. Yeah. There'll just be a don't. seagull that just goes, hey, kids, <laughs> this this will help you to remember to be sun safe. Don't. <laughs> yeah, just, remember exactly. the, just remember this. Don't. Just remember don't this. Don't go song. outside. Don't go outside or you'll be killed. <laughs> Unfortunately, the measures that we advised previously are no longer effective. <laughs> the thing about the slip, slop, slap, slide, seek made me yeah. rem- remember, you know this better than me, which was the States Swim, Learn How to Swim acronym. Oh, yeah. Learn how to swim with State Swim. With State Swim. Do you remember what the... What were the what were the tips? So this was another, this was another Australian... Uh, because water can also chill. kill you in Australia. Yeah, in Australia, not only can not only can the hottest things, the hot things, kill you, but the cold, wet things can kill you as well. <laughs> so we we needed to uh, learn water safety, mm. and so we needed a song for that as well. It was something eight. Help you, mate. Oh yeah. Learn how to resuscitate, which is pretty grim. Yeah. Uh, it was really grim. I was mm. laughing at that when I was <laughs> making my dinner going, <laughs> teaching kids learn how to resuscitate. Yeah. And then the last one was just just keep that person alive through your memories of the good times that you shared, <laughs> that you shared together. <laughs> it was... It was Shut the gate, help your mate, learn how to resuscitate mm. and hold their hold their memory for a, hold hold your friend in your memory. Once they pay if, if the resuscitate has failed, move to step four. Yeah. Planning <laughs> planning a funeral and keeping somebody's memory alive. Then it just <laughs> Then it just is a separate list, which is just the seven stages of grief. Um, <laughs> that's grim. But, uh, yeah, there was that. I remember an ad, which just just by the by, which I have never been able to find online, uh, for something like it was some kind of scout group and it was a South Australian thing and they and they just had this line. There was like a bunch of kind of young people on a boat and uh, they were doing like a sea oh, yeah, shanty. I know the one. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. And I just used to love the line because they were going, they were doing it to the tune of what to, what do we do with the drunken sailor? And yeah, they had just, just for a bit of, ba- just for a bit of background. I remember that this particular commercial, it was for some sort of program to give kids confidence. It's the kind of things mm. that like teens at risk would be taken on. It was exactly. about getting on a boat, getting on a boat and learning teamwork to be able to make the sailboat function. Yeah. So there was some there was some you could also just join up voluntarily, I guess, and the ad was for that. Yeah. And then they had this dun, 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 and the the one of the main I think the chorus basically was like Hoorah your confidence rises. Hoorah your confidence rises. And I just having been myself the veteran of various pretty kind of sickly sweet disabled camps i was pretty allergic to that kind of <laughs> propaganda and uh i just love that kind of the cringiness of the phrase hoorah your confidence rises 
Uh, <laughs> it's incredibly awkward mm. as well, just like getting those syllables in. Yeah. So I was like, no thanks. I'll just keep my keep my low confidence, please. And they obviously used risers because it's got enough syllables to fit in. Because that's not what people ever. You never say. Mm. Oh, oh, how was the how was the how was the shipping camp, mm. Alex? Oh, I was great. My comp my confidence <laughs> rose. My confidence really rose. Yeah. Oh, did, you, did your confidence rise? Yeah, it rose <laughs> right up. It, rose. it was risen. It rose my confidence right is risen. <laughs> and yay, my confidence hath risen. Um, <laughs> doesn't doesn't sound very natural. I watched Love Actually for the first time in years and years the other day. Oh, um, you did, did you? Yeah, I thought, I thought, I think I was quite hung over on the couch and it was on and I thought, well, I haven't, it's been long enough that I've forgotten all about this film. Um, I watched Ghostbusters 2, which isn't necessarily a Christmas <laughs> film, but- Did you really? Yeah, I watched it on my 39th birthday. Uh so you watched Love Actually, you watched Guaspuastas Twa. Guaspuastas Twa. Probably still going to watch Home Alone. And then I'll just be, I'll just have wonderful Christmas time on loop until I start bleeding out of my eyes. Um, yeah, Paul McCartney's, speaking of Christmas songs, mm. we can talk about our, maybe, maybe we can say our, let's, let's say what our favourite and worst Favourite mm. and least favourite Christmas songs. I think we both, let's start with the negatives. Let's get the negative out of the way first. I think we both yeah. share the opinion that the worst Christmas song ever <laughs> is, I don't know what it's actually called, but. I think uh, it's, oh, let's see. I think it might just be called Wonderful Christmas Time. Yeah, wonderful. It's called Wonderful Christmas Time and Christmas Time, and Christmas Time is one word. What the fuck? Why is Christmas Time one word? Can you see yeah, this? Yeah, that is weird. Christmas time. Wonderful Christmas time, Paul McCartney. And that's got to be the worst Christmas song ever made from 1979. It mm. sounds like the greatest um, cynical cash grab because mm. it's so dreadful. Bwah, and I guess bwah, because bwah. it came from one of the greatest musicians of all time. Mm. Probably at a Those time when awful, he was- awful, like bright synthesis. Like, and also- when was Paul McCartney like using synthesizers? It's so yeah, weird. It is weird. Th- those kind horrible of has this... brassy chords at the start. It has this kind of drug adult feel to it, uh, which <laughs> doesn't really suit Paul McCartney because I think he's not really that way inclined. But except for maybe smoking a bit of weed, but he, um, it's it's got this kind of manic weird quality to it. And then the film clip is just him sort of walking around what looks like a very dreary party, kind of sticking his head in the frame and being ah. overexcited about about what a wonderful Christmas time it's going to be. Uh, and it wasn't a wonderful Christmas time. It was so bad, that song, that it made me think, <laughs> have, I just, have I just been pressured culturally into thinking the Beatles made good music and maybe they don't? <laughs> Cause if this, how could this man... Have been at the centre of one of the greatest bands in history. <laughs> um, to to give you uh, perhaps to give us a bit of background on perhaps why he was interested in doing Christmas song. Mm. Wikipedia says, including royalties from cover versions, it was estimated in 2010 that McCartney makes 400,000 USD a year from the song. 
mm. which puts its cumulative earnings at over 15 million from uh yeah so that's mm. why you make christmas songs because you make bong if you look up if you look up like it's crazy like so the song i wanted to mention that has become one of my favorite christmas songs which i hadn't heard until i moved to europe mm-hmm. and uh it's a massive german radio Christmas time anthem, mm-hmm. which is um, "Driving Home for Christmas" by Chris Ria. Mm. That's a great song. That's a really nice Christmas song, and it's a nice theme. I don't think I know. And it. it really captures it really captures the feeling of people who live away from their hometowns, home countries, home cities. Yeah, and getting just getting in the car and driving home for Christmas. Mm. Oh, I can't wait to see those faces. And it's been so long. <laughs> well, I can see me this. driving in my car, <laughs> driving home for Christmas. Oh, it's lovely. Chris Rea, driving home for Christmas. And the thing, I'll give you a little bit of a, I like to look up on, um, so this is, this is to sort of explain the power of Christmas. Chris, Chris Rea is like a famous musician. Like, yeah. uh, he he's he's well known, mm-hmm. but you go to Spotify. You go to Spotify, mm. and his second most popular song again, mm. absolute jam. Chris Rea, yeah. Josephine, fourteen million listens. Right, right. So that's his t- second. Right, driving home for Christmas. Yeah, three hundred and twenty-two million streams. Holy shit! Wow. So that's why you want that Christmas hit. funny you talked about castrati because on one of my random internet searches the other day i was i was looking at a it was the it was the anniversary of a war in some uh period of ancient china which was fought between the king or the emperor or something and uh and some eunuchs and um and i oh, thought wow what a weird thing it eunuch is that, war. yeah it's called the eunuch war i think and I thought, what a weird thing it is that eunuchs is a recurring cultural trope all around the world. And then I thought, what a weird thing it is that until quite recently, I think, there were, I believe, living in the Vatican, there were castrati who were, you know, they wow. were, their, their life's work was singing. And I thought, imagine thinking that, you know, for better or worse, men who've been emasculated at a young age just have such a good voice that it's worth basically doing that to them it's so weird and that and there's like there are audio recordings you can listen to of like the last i've heard this the last castrati Castrati. Mm. and i thought i listened to it and thought i mean it sounds fine but like the guy didn't have any balls like it's fairly steep price to pay i feel like i feel like at this point in my life john i reckon i'd trade it i'd trade my balls for that voice (laughs) I, you, you know, person like you, you, anybody who knows me mm. knows how frustrating it is that I can't hit the notes that I want. Like mm. I can't sing, 
I can't sing Brian Adams in his key because mm. he can reach higher than I can with some real with some real gravel and power. Yeah. And so, you know, I think at this point in life, if mm. it was offered to me, if it was <laughs> be a real man, yeah, and have some have a few kids, really just throw it around for the ladies, I'd say. No, but what if I say no and I can sing Heaven by Brian Adams real well? And they'd say, yeah, I guess you can do that. I'd be, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be a, t- a coin toss for me. I'd be in. Yeah, okay. I think, do you, I think you've got to have them removed by a certain time. <laughs> otherwise, it's, <laughs> otherwise, it's no oh, good. Oh, shit. Yeah. I better, ca- I better cancel that appointment that I have. Because- <laughs> it's, it's still, it's where you wake up the next day. It's still the same. Put them back. <laughs> Another great Christmas carol, which is a, which has become actually, there's two two Australian Christmas carols that have been written in the last twenty five years. Mm. The most famous being Paul Kelly's "How to Make Gravy," mm. and yeah. the other one that I love is Tim Minchin's "White Wine in the Sun." Oh yeah, I have. I don't think I'm familiar with that. <gasps> really? Mm. Man, that is an absolute jam, hmm. John. Wow. And that's the big Australian Christmas hit for anybody who lives away from their family and can't be with them at ah. Christmas because that's Yeah, it'll make if you're living away from your family and mm. you can't be with them at Christmas and you get really smashed and mm. then you put that song on, you go have those tears. Aww. Those white wine tears coming out. Although his song is about his song is about him being able to go home for Christmas, right? And then what? And how he looks forward to it, and it's all about what he's going to do, and he's going to be with his family, drinking white wine in the sun. Oh. It's a very beautiful song. But um, how to make gravy? Yeah, how to make gravy is a classic, classic one, uh, and it's been yeah. in the news recently because I think he changed, or he's kind of fallen into the habit of updating some of the lyrics to it. Uh, there's, it says, what is it says the twenty first of December is uh, colloquially known as Gravy Day. Gravy Day marks the date in Kelly's song, which is about a prisoner who won't be home with his family for Christmas. Uh, the lyrics are the letter the prisoner Joe is writing to Dan, of whom he asks, "Won't you kiss my kids on Christmas Day? Please don't let them cry for me." Joe then laments about missing everyone coming together and not being there to make the gravy to go with the roast. Mm. On December 21, people in Australia with it wish, e- wish each other happy gravy day and debate whether you should put tomato sauce in the recipe. Uh, I don't, I mean, that, they don't and, and, and uh, <laughs> it's not a, th- it's not a thing, but you know, whatever, moving on. Uh, I never, literally never ha- heard the expression gravy day until I read the article, but um. Kelly has re-recorded versions of the, of the song over the years, but the recipe remains the same. Just add flour, salt, a little red wine, and don't forget a dollop, a dollop of tomato of, sauce. A dollop of tomato sauce mm. for sweetness and that extra tang. Exactly. Uh, Kelly got the recipe, which is real, from his first father-in-law. Um, mm. The new lyrics for the 2021 version. There are new lyrics in How to Make Gravy, which was re-recorded for the 2021 album Paul Kelly's Christmas Train. In the original version of the song, Joe recalls Mary's old boyfriend but can't remember his name. What was his name again? Ah, just a little too much cologne. Too much cologne. Mm. In the updated version, the nameless flame is on the nose for different reasons. What was his name again? What was his problem? 
he never did get Nina Simone. Interesting. Yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard him. He's done. I've heard him perform the song before. Like I saw him perform in New York mm. a couple of years ago, and mm. I think he did the Nina Simone line. But ah. why? Why did he? he just why likes did he the, change that? He just likes Nina Simone. I think it's just that he has gotten into the habit of singing that as a as a sort of version that's kind of more amusing to him or whatever. Um, and then it ended up on this album as a result. And what then about, he says, maybe we can make, maybe we can just make suggestions with it, with that own sound. Mm, what was his name again? Carl the Mailman Malone. So you can, pret- <laughs> you can pretend that his relative was going out with a '90s basketball legend. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the last one? What was his name again? Oh yeah, Carl the Mailman Malone. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. And then it just goes on to say, of course, that it has a renewed significance because even though it's about, you know, not being able to go home to see your family because of having committed a crime, uh, mm. obviously there are lots of people who are away from their families this Christmas and so it has a special resonance. Oh, I see. I've always wondered, I've always assumed that the crime or thought it would be a good backstory at least if the crime was stealing the ingredients to make the gravy <laughs> he was caught getting just nicking some tomato sauce and then uh and then ends up in prison going but who's gonna make it i've i've often thought about trying to look up somebody with the name uh joe mm. who committed like the grisliest crime in australian history <laughs> and then pretending and then asking everybody if it's okay that he is the prisoner that wrote. Because you have to assume mm. that it was a non-violent crime yeah. to enjoy the song. Or some kind of, you know, violent crime that Australians don't mind, like robbing a bank. <laughs> but it, if it was like <laughs> it was like the bodies in the barrels situation, then, <laughs> you know, think, <laughs> I don't think I want that person near my gravy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Hello, Dan. It's Ivan here. I hope you're keeping well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Just don't worry about the gravy, mate. Just please stop. <laughs> stop contacting us. <laughs> Maybe get Paul on the cast because mm. I'm like his twelfth cousin. Oh, really? Yeah, haven't yeah. I told you that? Yeah, I think I yeah. did know that about you. We'll get him and Paul McCartney to-, uh, <laughs> to, to talk to talk about their Christmas songs. Yeah, like Paul's will be so profound. About yeah, yeah. This prisoner who can't see his kids. Fucking Paul. Paul Kelly's will be like that, and fucking mm. Paul McCartney. Oh, you know, I just. Thought you know I'd make like four hundred four hundred million dollars, you know. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I've always called Paul Kelly's song simply doing a terrible Christmas crime uh, <laughs> as a, as a direct counterpoint to Paul, Paul McCartney's song. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
thanks everybody to tuning into this special end of year Christmas Don't Praise the Machine episode. This has been episode number 40. Now, as we mentioned, we won't be back for a couple of weeks now as we shut down and retool looking forward to a powerful year 2022 of Mm. Don't Praise the Machine. There's a lot of excitement coming and we can't wait to keep getting better and better mm-hmm. and presenting mm-hmm. you more schblags and we'll do the same thing at the end of next year. Imagine this. Imagine mm. this podcast in 50 or so podcasts time, we'll mm. be doing the 2022 Christmas mm. break podcast and we'll have so much to talk about what will have happened. Mm. What will ha- what will have happened we will wonder and we'll we'll talk about that then. So we will be back for all our Don't Praise the Community, the, f- the next Don't Praise the Machine episode is going to drop hot into your pod aggregator January 11, Tuesday, January 11, 2022. Do you want to say anything for end of year, John? People say, give people say a thank you. Yeah, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts and my heart to all of our listeners. Making this podcast has been one of the most pleasurable and fun parts of my year and i hope here here uh and i hope uh, that you've enjoyed listening to it and i hope that you'll stick with us as we level up and explore new ground in the new year and i wish all of you a very happy holiday and i hope that all of your new year's dreams come true guys you are all going to smash it. I can, we're going to smash it. You're going to smash it. I can feel it in my bones. Don't praise the machine year. community. We're going to really take it to the next level in 2022. And we're mm. going to expand our consciousnesses and become <laughs> more content and at peace with the universe. I yeah. can't wait for that universe cosmic peace that we're all going to step into 20. I think we're going to be more ourselves than we've ever been. And I can't wait to see where the Don't Praise the Machine community goes next. Thanks, everybody, for keeping it locked to Don't Praise the Machine in 2021. We can't wait to see you again next year for 2022, the biggest year of Don't Praise the Machine yet. We'll see you next year at the podcast.